Real Estate Radio, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. I am Byron Lazine, the one team at William Ravis Real Estate, along with Chad William Ravis as Cook from the one team. No Ryan Casey today out doing some family vacationing. But finally, I am back with Pat Kenny because, Pat, it's been a long time. We've done this show for years and it's been, I don't know, throughout the summer, me and you have just been hit or miss. We haven't been on together. So Pat Kenny, Barnum Plans, welcome back to the greatest show on 94.9. Just just happy to be here, man. Just happy to be here. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here, Pat, because I got a hard-hitting question for you. Maybe you can break it down for me, since I seem to be utterly confused over the last 48 hours with all of these varying definitions. Pat, <laughs> you're the finance guy. Ooh. I'm just going to ask you a simple question. What is the definition of a recession? Ooh. Definition of a recession, that's, that's, that's become a moving target, Byron. That's the problem. I, I used to know what it meant. I used to think it was consecutive quarters of, of declining GDP. So I was told many moons ago when I was a young man. And now... If you, if you Google now, it, that's what it says as well. And now there's... But now there's like... Now, now, it's, now it's not a period, right? So it used to be like uh, uh, consecutive you know, back-to-back quarters of, of declining GDP, period. Now it's semicolon and then there's some other things right we're, we're starting to add some other things to the back of it here and uh, apparently um you know the national bureau of economic research right which is the ones that are, are are tasked with defining when we're in a recession when we are not suddenly now are are, are waffling a bit right they use it as they say it's a significant decline in economic activity that is spread across the economy and lasts more than a few months which seems a lot grayer, <laughs> a lot grayer, um, very undefined, right? I mean, the one thing that I'll say, you know, th- that I, I do appreciate is we are creating a tremendous amount of jobs right now. The job market is still very, very strong. So it is hard to accept, you know, generically that we are in a recession, but we are. We're, te- we're in a technical and we're in a real world recession. I mean, it's not, you know, technical or otherwise. I mean, did they ever they class they classified 2020 as a recession those those two quarters where we saw I mean we saw a significant GDP drop in quarter 2 obviously of 2020 you know with everything yeah the whole world was, that in was a going coma. on yeah, but I mean, that that was a that was a recession right they they weren't they weren't saying that that wasn't a recession back then now all of a sudden with these two quarters of GDP decline we're saying it's not a recession those drops were much more significant I'll give you that yeah, sure well, yeah, because I think what we're, we're what we're worried about, I think, is it, a re- you know, recession has a negative connotation, right? We all know that. I mean, the R word is a, is a bad word in this case, and that's and that's fine. It's you know, like shanks saying, in golf. You, know, you don't <laughs> want to say shanks when you're out there on a round. That's it. Well, don't hit the tree. What's what are you going to do? That's the first thing you're going to do is hit the tree. But yeah, I mean, I think the the other parts of the economy are are doing fairly well, especially in contract. Like I said, we're creating a lot of jobs, right? That's that's a, a very much a positive. And I think on top of that, we're just nervous about um, you know using the R word when it comes into the economy that we're in and in the environment that we're in. Um, I think my dog, who's over my my shoulder right now, would have a different opinion on what a recession is. Uh, in his mind, you know, it's it's a it's a decline in treats. But you know, if there's a if there's a consecutive decline um, in GDP and gross domestic product, then yes, we're in a recession. Like I don't care what other criteria you put around it. That's well, where we are. Well, the Fed says we are not in a recession. Wall Street says we are not in a recession. Joe Biden and his administration says we are not in a recession. That being said, Politico 
did a, a poll and 65% of all registered voters, so people on both sides, 65% of voters say, yes, we feel like we're in a recession right now. So yeah. almost two thirds of Americans believe, hey, th- this feels like a recession to me. What, what's going on here is a recession. The, the definition that I've always gone off of has been this, you know, uh, two, two quarters of GDP decline in a row would, would be a recession. I mean, there's some, I sent you guys a funny tweet. That was a very political tweet. <laughs> uh, you know, I said, I guess it depends who's in charge uh, of the White House, whether we're in a recession or not, right? And so you might have a little bit of politicking going on here, but I would agree, Pat, some of the points that you made. Despite being in a technical recession, there are some, you know, signs of hope, right? Like I'm, I'm still looking for talented people in all of my companies, you know, whether that's a W-2 or a 1099 or an intern, you know, we're looking to hire and and expand. And and I think a lot of other entrepreneurs and business owners are of the same mindset right now, depending on what industry they're in. So job market's strong, pay, pay growth has been there. Right, like the, the pays scales are going up right now, so they, they haven't started to drop significantly. You have seen other industries, you know, certainly mortgage being one of them. We talked to Brian Fay, New England Home Mortgage, recently, being one of those that's taken a huge hit, and you're you're seeing layoffs there. So it does depend on what industry you're in. But overall, if you want to get a job, if you're looking for a job right now, and and you've been unable to find one, that's likely on you, not the market. Yeah, I feel like you have the choices and you have the ability to, to you have, you don't, you don't really have the marketplace for it. I mean, you know, I, I can't see, like I said, we're still adding jobs, right? So, I mean, yeah, we added 400,000 jobs in June. There, there are people are getting hired to do things as long as you're willing to do, you know, said things, mm-hmm. but which I think, you know, that's the part again, I think that kind of muddies the waters a little bit, right? Where, um, you know, GDP is, is shrinking. It is, that's totally fine. I mean, it wasn't a, a massive shrink in Q2, but it was still in the wrong direction. Um, but when you look at the rest of, you know, consumer discretionary spending is just now starting to slow down, right? We're finally starting to hit those points where, although, you know, I'm not going to be the guy who goes on record and says it because I'll be wrong. Inflation feels a lot like it's peaked in the last two months. Um, you know, only because if you look at consumer behavior and you look at the economy as a whole, we're starting to slow a bit, right? The GDP declined. Obviously that, that's a, that's a portion of that. That's kind of sort of what we were talking about wanting to happen a couple of weeks ago is you need to start slowing things down. The thing that I'm worried about is, is did we overshoot? Right. I mean, there's a, right. you know, if, if you over, over inflated and over, over hike rates, then you may, you, you run the risk of going too far. And now things become prohibitively expensive, right? I mean, if you're somebody who has, you know, a, a revolving line of credit right now, that's, you know, a negotiable rate, right? Your credit cards, uh, you know, student loans are fairly fixed, but some of those things that are out there, consumer spending, that, you know, your credit card can go up to whatever that number is. You're pretty close to those up two numbers right now. You know, credit card companies are starting to move those things up and things are getting, things are more expensive than they have been for the last six months. It's, well, it's, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, to your point, the Fed is still jacking up these rates again this week. So uh, let's talk about the ways that that will impact your money. These Fed rate hikes, how does that impact your money? Forbes came out with an article and they talk about the four biggest ways these Fed rate hikes are going to impact your pocket. We'll tell you what those are when we come back. Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. (music) 
prices warn sailors away. Nine News Now, Byron Lazine, Chaz Cook from the one team at William Ravis Real Estate, along with Pat Kenny from Barnum Plans. I know Martin would be really happy to know, Pat, that you are back on the air. He texts me all the time. Says, Where, where's Pat Ben? What's he doing down there? Well, I, I, get, like, I, get a, I get a random, I get a random, it just says, it just says hammer, and then 10 minutes later it says head. You get two texts. Just, just random. Head. Good. <laughs> but, but he puts a space in there. I'm like, all right, all right, I'm getting there. One way to not be a hammerhead is if you've got an oil tank that looks like it's been there for 30 years and you go down into your basement and you just shake your head every time you walk by it, you should just give service station equipment a call, 1-800-801-TANK. Ask for Doug, the tank man himself, Dougie Fresh, Doug Braun. He's been on the show before, 1-800-801-TANK. Get your residential oil tank services all fixed up. Service station equipment, 1-800-801-TANK. The boys and girls at Service Station Equipment will absolutely get you hooked up. If you need pool water at this point in the summer, just just don't open the pool. Just wait till next year. <laughs> just keep the pool closed. And, uh, of course, you got the McKinney Mobile Mix for any of your projects coming up end of the summer, early fall. All right, PK, we were talking about uh, the, the Fed interest. They bo- they bumped up the rate again. So are, are they going too much? I don't know. Who, who the heck knows? Uh, but they're, they're going up, up and away. And Forbes came out with an article where they talk about the four ways the Fed rate increase can affect your money, your pocket. So number one, I want to get you guys' thoughts on these. Number one is the stock market, but not necessarily how you think. They're talking more about market psychology. Okay, so Pat, we'll circle back to you here. In a minute, let me just go through the rest of these. Number two, credit card interest becomes more expensive. Pat, you alluded to that in segment one. This one concerns me a lot. I'll tell you why in just a bit. Number three, mortgages and loans become costlier. Well, actually, this week, this past week, Chaz, when they bumped up the Fed rate, the mortgage rate went down. down. It actually went down this time. Yeah, first so, time that's happened this year. So that so that that is not always necessarily the case. And then number four, rates on savings accounts rise, but slowly. Pat, let's hit number one with you. This is in your world. Do you agree that the the rate increase will impact the stock market, but more from a psychological standpoint than anything? Uh, yeah, I mean, to a certain degree, you're going to see people, uh, people being you, me, you know, regular, just traditional investors are are going to wait to see what the effects are. Where the professional money, right, the guys who, the guys and girls who run mutual funds, institutional investors, that kind of thing, when they start to see rates move, they'll move into defensive positions uh, pretty quickly. Like they move out of, you know, especially things like technology um, tends to get beat up pretty good. Uh, because most of those companies are not actually making money, right? They're just cash flow positive. Uh, you know, you look at how many times Amazon wasn't actually making a profit when it was starting. Right now, obviously, it does, and it announced yesterday that it, it beat numbers top and bottom. But early on, some of these companies are not making any money, so they're using a lot of leveraged dollars, right? And when you start to increase uh, uh, rates on CDs or on bonds, 
right? You're going to start losing value in these stock companies because now I can take my money and your savings accounts right at, you know, Charter Oak Federal Credit Union are going to go up by, you know, 10 basis points, right? 0.1%, you're going to get a little more money. But if you're issuing corporate debt and you're issuing, you know, bonds to try to raise money and now you're going up to four and a half or five and a half percent bonds for safe money, right? Much lower risk for, for steady guaranteed return. That's very interesting if you're a professional money manager, right? So you get out of the risk from those growth type companies hoping that they're going to grow because right now they're going to contract because them borrowing money costs more. So they stop doing that. Right? There's, a, there's a bunch of things that all kind of daisy chain together. But if you have a chance to make, you know, you're someone who's in charge of a BlackRock mutual fund and you have $275 million inside this mutual fund and you can put a 5% position in and get 4.5% without taking any risk, that's your job. That's what you're supposed to be doing, right? So you're going to sell your shares of, of Amazon and Meta, and you're going to go into the safe position while the market cycles its way through, while you, me, and the, the average investor is waiting for the effect, right? And then all of a sudden you see Zillow get clobbered from, you know, 100 plus bucks a share down to 35, and you go, ooh, I mean, maybe I should have sold that. Right. While well, that money has already cycled out everywhere else. And that's what you're start, And that's what you start to see. You know, mentally, you start people going, "Ooh, the rates are going to go up. I should do something. But then they panic. Right. And then you end up with this this kind of paralysis by analysis. Right. Where they're like, well, where should we go? What should we be doing? Right. One of the stats that I thought was amazing was at the end of Q2, around right? June 30th, the S&P 500, which is comprised of 505 companies. So the name's a little kind of a, a misnomer there of the 505 companies in the S&P 500. 91% finished Q2 negative. Hmm. Wow. So where were you going to go? Like, right. Like, so, you know, so where is their safe money? And that's when you start to see, you know, the, the, the safe dollars go into higher interest rates with bond issuance or even, you know, CDs. Even myself though, being somebody who's going to be super long term on any stock that I invest in, mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, I, I just, Am I going to be waiting two, three years? You know, I've got the cash to do it. I could be buying, you know, single equities and I'm not, you yeah. know, so I'm, I'm in the same boat as this, you know, articles alluding to where the psychology around like, why aren't I just going and buying, you know, some more Zillow or some Amazon or some, I actually did buy a little bit of it, just a teeny <laughs> bit, of, just a teeny <laughs> bit of Amazon, but yeah. you know, Overall, I should be investing way more, more into the market, knowing that I believe in these companies. So long term, and anything I put in the stock market is going to be long term for me. But why am I not doing it? Yeah, it's somewhere in the back of my head. I got to believe uh, it might get cut in half again. Always, and that's and that's you know I think one of the things that's interesting in the last, you know we. You and I, and, and all, I'm sorry, all of us here, and a lot of our listeners. Obviously, we you know, we were we were here for 2008, 2009. Like we were, we went through that. But you know, given our ages, right? Maybe to some well, degree, the I, next I went I went through it for sure, 100. percent But not everybody yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So so you have some that did, and you have some that didn't. Right. So the 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 thing that we always talk to our clients about, and it's always kind of funny, right? Is if I if I replace in your in your scenario right now, Byron, if I if I replace the word stocks with cans of tuna fish, right? I'm going to make something up, pick a, a grocery item. If you go to the grocery store and tuna fish is just, it's two bucks a can, whatever the price is, right? Then you know what it is. Fine. You buy, you might buy what you need for dinner or for lunch for that week, whatever you call it. Today. 
if it goes to $7 a can, you're like, oof, I'm not buying that. That's stupid. That's ridiculous. But then it goes on sale and it's 10 cans for two bucks. Well, you take the cart, you bring the whole cart over and you load up and you drop all of the cans in there because it's amazing. We don't have that same psychology around stocks though. If you're a long-term investor, all of it's on sale when the market goes down. Which right, is you and you still have to be right. smart, right? Like to your point, like, I don't want you to go buy something ridiculous. Like don't go, don't yeah. go, you know, don't be the GameStop, that, that, that meme <laughs> stock. Don't, don't do that kind of stuff. But the, like there, are, you, there are still people on the internet that think AMC is about to make this big run. They say it every week. I mean, yeah. it's been 52 weeks straight. They think there's this run every week. GameStop, yeah, same with GameStop. They both are. They're we're, still lingering around. I, I, yeah, I we're, we're due. Are, they're insane. They should be locked up. They're out of their minds. Yeah, they're absolutely out of their minds. But like, but you know, so like when you look at a company, right? You know, I mean, and listen, I think, uh, you know, our friend there, uh, the, the Oracle of Omaha, Mr. Warren Buffett is the guy who talks about this all the time, right? You're not investing in a company, you're investing in the people that run that company, right? If you think that they're smart, intelligent, and, and going to be successful, you know, like a guy like Jeff Bezos was never going to lose, right? You listen to that guy in interviews in 1999 and 2000, he knew where he was going and he was going to make it happen. Great company, right? Apple is never going to go away. Right. The Disney, regardless of, of politics for a second, is not going to go away. Right. It's Disney. Right. So like those are the kind of things that you buy long term and you hold on to. If you're in there trying to, you know, the Robin Hood day trade on your phone, lose my number. Like, don't call me because that's just because those people are, are, are just you're you're asking to get hurt. And when the market is as volatile as it is right now, you're never going to time that. Right. If, if anybody was actually able to tell you when the bottom of the market was, they would be incredibly wealthy at this point and you would never hear from them again. Um but that's the psychology behind it is, is, you know, you start to see what happens is every, when the market starts to do well, everybody buys it because they want to be part of it, right? They want to part, they want to take part in the success and they buy things as they're getting more expensive and as they're already overpriced, then the market stalls and they start to get nervous. Then the market starts to sell off. Like we start to see in Q1 and Q2, they get uncomfortable, they get nervous and they sell when it's lower. Then they wait for the bottom thinking they can figure out where it is, and they just do it again. When the market goes back up again, they're like, ooh, I want to I take part. I don't want to miss out. I got FOMO, and I don't want to miss out on the rally. And they buy in when it's too expensive again. And it happens a lot. And that's like 85% of what I do is not telling you which companies and which stocks and mutual funds are going to do really, really well. It's stopping people from making really bad decisions uh, to, based almost entirely on emotion, right? That, that's what I spend most of my time doing is you know mostly psychology which is yeah i guess i'm glad i married i married a therapist i get a little, i get to cheat a little and you know pick her brain you get a little help all right so that's yep. number 1 the fed rate increases affect the stock market number 2 credit card interest becomes more expensive that that's an obvious one you know not a lot of people get these credit cards and actually read all the fine print they see that 0% you know opening offer that only lasts a certain amount of time, and there's all, all these restrictions, and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, it can be 16. All of a sudden, it can be 24%. Anybody that has a credit card, I'm with the Dave Ramsey camp. Well, no, I'm not with the Dave Ramsey camp. He would say, cut up your credit card. <laughs> I, would say, I would say utilize one for the benefits, like if you run a business or that, whatever. But you got to pay it off every single month. You, you have to pay 0% interest month over month because you're paying it off within 30 days. What I'm worried about on this one, with the credit card interest becoming more expensive, this is where we can get in trouble overall as an economy and it can impact all markets. There's a CNBC article uh, recently, burdensome credit card swipe fees could add 2.5 billion to back to school spending, merchants say. 
people haven't, despite what's going on right now, people haven't, you know, dropped their lifestyle when they had all this stimulus. And in fact, they've increased it because they haven't yeah, been on vacation it's accelerated, yet. Accelerated, yeah. So everybody's going on vacation. Everybody's doing this. Everybody's enjoying it. Getting back to life. Got to be normal. Got to be normal. Got, you know, got to do this. Got to do that. Ah. And the credit card spending because they don't have the money they had twelve months ago is going through the roof right now in this country. And you couple that with not only the spending going up, but the interest on the spending is going up rapidly. That one is really concerning to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, consumer behavior is going to be is going to be a leading indicator of where we end up here in the next three to six months, where when these balances go into, you know, anybody who has a balance at all, but we have a balance with a comma in it at 16 percent. You're in trouble. Chaz, final thoughts on that? I was just curious. I'd be interested. I'll see if I can find it during the break. How many people have that adjustable rate um, interest on their credit cards? Because I know I would never take one like that personally. Mine's locked in. Um, but it'd be interesting to see how many people are could be affected by that yeah. percentage of people. Yeah, it's a lot. I saw a chart the other day. The number is going up uh, on this credit card spending for sure. And so that, that troubles me the most. All right, when we come back, Chaz, you're going to run through the one-team Runda, uh, rewind, rewind, rewind for the week, and we got more on this stuff. We we got some Ned Lamont news too that Pat cooked up for us. So we got a whole bunch coming up. Stay with us. Real Estate Radio ninety four nine News now and stimulating talk. Byron Lozine and Chaz Cook from the one team at William Ravis Real Estate, hanging out with Pat Kenny from Barnum Plans today. And today, Chaz, we've got another big week for the one team. The one team here, we're sitting at the very end of July, and wire to wire, the one team has been the number one team in homes sold on the Connecticut MLS. It's a pretty significant gap between us and number two. On total units sold for the year, and we've had another big week. So this is thanks to all the great people, all the buyers, sellers, investors, clients, past clients, friends, and family that we work with. We've got a great team, obviously. If you, if you want to join the team, we'll actually pay for your license. Go over to realestateagentscholarship.com. Check out how you can get involved with that. Uh, but let's go through the rewind and, and see where we're at here for the last Seven days for the one team. All right. It was another stellar week for the one team. You know, this market is shifting, but it has not shifted or stopped the one team's momentum. We had five new listings. Two properties came back on the market. One price improvement, 13 under contract, and 17 closings. And I'm really excited for these new listings we got coming up. They are dominated by two of the original one team agents. Kicking it off, we had 44 Shawan Daisy drive in Stonington, Connecticut, hit the mark for $569,000. That is a Lucy Uhalava listing with four bedrooms, two and a half baths. You have six acres of this 
beautiful property, just under 2,900 square feet of living space. The location is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the kitchen is beautifully updated. You have a big old wraparound porch. Do not wait to go and check this one out. You can reach out to Lucy at oneandcompany.com to schedule your private showing. Our next new listing was 7 Hamilton Court in Norwich, Connecticut. It hit the market for $165,000, and that one is brought to the market by none other than Mr. Levar. With two bedrooms, one bath, just under 900 square feet. This is an adorable little ranch, carport, beautiful little lot. Great little investment property if you are in that market. So make sure you reach out to Lee at oneandcompany.com if you would like to live in Norwich, Connecticut. Our next new listing is 17 Mullen Hill Road in Waterford, Connecticut. That is another Levar listing. And that one hit the market for $149,900. Two bedrooms, one bath, 600 square feet. This is a great little camp cottage built in 1940 call this a handyman special you get in there you fix it up you make it your own and you have a great place to retreat to so if you are interested in that a nice little private retreat in waterford connecticut you can reach out to lee and again that is lee at one and our next new listing is 22 Chidley Way in Ledger, Connecticut. That one hit the market for $549,900, and that was brought to the market by Lucy. So Lee and Lucy dominating the week here with four out of five of our new listings. Four bedrooms, three and a half baths, 3,200 square feet. Lucy does it again. She's got another big, beautiful property, level uh, acreage, 1.3 in New London County. It is just absolutely gorgeous. Make sure you reach out to Lucy if you'd like to get in there and check it out. The hardwood floors are shining in this property. And our final new listing of the week was brought to the market by Emily White. Seven Silver Birch Lane in Clinton, Connecticut. Hit the market for $525,000. And that has three bedrooms, two and a half baths, just over 3,000 square feet. This big, beautiful colonial is waiting for its next family. So make sure you reach out to Emily at oneandcompany.com. All right, moving on. We had our two properties come back on the market. That was 34 Allen Street in Groton, Connecticut, and 581 Prospect Road in Waterbury, Connecticut. We had one price improvement, 60 Briarcliff Road in Hamden, Connecticut. Now for our under contracts. West Haven, West Haven, Farmington, Thomaston, Milford, East Hampton, Lebanon, Middletown, Southington, Bridgeport, Stonington, Middletown, and Wallingford. And for closings, congratulations to all of our buyers, sellers, investing in investors who had a closing this week. We had closings in East Haven, Cheshire, Westbrook, Guilford, Madison, East Haddam, Lisbon, Woodbury, Hamden, Branford, Weathersfield, Litchfield, Fairfield, Killingworth, Cheshire, Madison, and Madison. So congrats to all of you and all of the members of the one team who were able to help their clients secure a deal in this shifting market. Love it, Chaz. We, we uh, have some open houses as well this weekend. All right. Where are we at this weekend? We are all over. At open houses. You notice uh, that little trend in the market is back, right? The, it's the open back, ho- I was actually... Back in a big way. I was on a call with somebody over the, over the uh, this past week, and she owns a business where they sell like open house signs and riders and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and she was just telling me, like, you know, the products over the last two years, because of COVID-1 and then because of the hot market thing selling quickly, they were selling no open house products. And then all of a sudden, the last 60 days, open house products, signs and, and et cetera, have really been selling at a rapid rate. They're making a huge comeback. And that makes sense because properties are not sitting or, or they are sitting on the market a little bit longer. They're not getting snapped up with 20 offers like they once were. We told you, if you listen to this show, 
Pat definitely remembers because I screamed it for three months straight. I said, this is the peak. This is the top of the mountain. You're at the tippy top. This is white hot acceleration moment for anybody selling. And now we're on the backside of that type of demand, of that savage buyer being in the market. I don't believe we're going to see home prices fall off a cliff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you know, a slower rate of appreciation for home values and certainly uh, demand that's not as intense. Okay, so let's get into the open houses. If you're looking at real estate this weekend, these are the houses that you want to hit up. 31 Robin Brook Drive in Newington. 31 Robin Brook Drive in Newington. You've got just a little bit of time left, so if you're in Newington, get over there right now. It's only open until noon today. So 31 Robin Brook Drive in Newington. Also today from 2 to 4 in Clinton. You've got plenty of time for this one. 7 Silver Birch Lane in Clinton. Maybe you can look up a couple uh, details on this one. I know this is a great property. Oh, that you know one's Emily's. Yeah, we just talked about that new listing that Emily White brought to the market for 525000 You got 1.3 acres. It's a gorgeous property. Big old colonial. So you're looking to live in Clinton and uh, a lot of living space. Reach out to Emily or head on over to the open house. Yeah, head on over to that open house. It's today from 2 to 4. Sell 7 Silver Birch Lane, Clinton. 2 to 4 today. Uh, tomorrow, Sunday, you've got 6 Chatton Road. Chatton Road. I'd say Chatton. 6 Chatton Road in Seymour, 11 to 1. 6 Chatton Road in Seymour, 11 to 1 on Sunday. Uh, anything on that one, Chaz? I do not. I can pull up that one real quick. I Chaz? know that is a Carolyn Miller listing. Chaz will pull that up, and I'll go to 20... Goldfinch Terrace in East Lyme is open tomorrow on Sunday from 11 to 1. 20 Goldfinch Terrace in East Lyme. That is Sunday, 11 to 1. I know something about that one. Chaz, go ahead. What tell us that about that? one is a three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath uh, colonial. It was the original owners who built that property back in 2001. It also has a bonus room above the garage. It is beautiful. They just got a little pause in showing there. We took it off the market. They redid the hardwood floors. It's freshly painted. It is move-in ready and in a great neighborhood close to Flanders Four Corners, so right around the corner from the high school as well. It is a great location, great neighborhood, and very friendly. What's uh, the price on that? That one came down to $669,000. Who's going to have, it, price who's gonna have it open? Alan Spotlow will be rocking Alan out of the house. Spotlow. All Alan Spotlow. Right, Alan on the spot. 20 Goldfinch Terrace in East Lime. If you are looking uh, for a new single family in East Lime, that's tomorrow, 11 to 1, 20 Goldfinch Terrace. All right. Uh, also tomorrow in West Haven, 161-163 William Street in West Haven. So two family in West Haven. That's open from 1 to 3. 161-163 William Street, West Haven, open on Sunday from 1 to 3. Anything on that or on 6 uh, Chadden Road in Seymour? Chadden. I had to actually, sorry, I had to look up how to spell the Chadden. I wasn't sure if it was with a T or a D. 6 Chadden Road is on the market for $399,900. It's just under 2,200 square feet. <clears throat> it is a raised ranch style house with hardwood floors throughout. It's got the um, post beams running throughout it too. So if you like that look, it also has a two-car garage. And you are just looking to get in there. This is one of those houses where all you need is a toothbrush and a backpack to move right into it. That's all you would. That's all you'd move into a new house with is a toothbrush and a backpack. It's ready. Just. If it's that ready, that's all I need. All right. What, what do you keep? What do you keep in the backpack? Just well, that's for me to know and for you to wonder. I'm, I'm curious. Like, <laughs> no, you like, change like, your clothes. You know, maybe a sandwich. Yeah, like, 
Like like underwear or a handgun? Like there, I'm, there's, there's a lot of things that fit into a backpack, Chaz. I'm right. confused now. And I noticed I didn't say how big the backpack was. Uh, you missed the la- Chaz. You, you know Chaz is a big hiker. You missed the last week. He had uh, what was your friend's name on? Oh, Davy Edwards. Yeah, Davy Edwards. Outdoors, outdoors. Yeah, and so talking hiking. Chaz was in his glory. You know, that's all Chaz ever needs is a backpack. That's right. Backpack. All right. So there you go. That, that's your one team at William Ravis Real Estate Rewind for the week. Brought to you as always by Service Station Equipment, your residential tank specialist. Get a hold of Dougie Fresh, Dougie Braun, the Tank Man over there. If you've got any residential tanking needs, we appreciate. Martin McKinney and everybody over there, 1-800-801-TANK. 1-800-801-TANK is the number for service station equipment. And I just want to give a shout-out to the to the team here. You guys hear me every single week saying, hey, we're the number one, uh, according to the Connecticut MLS, in terms of you know total sales. So yeah, I'll just give you what, what those numbers look like. I'm going to pull it up right now to the minute on the CT MLS. You know, every team in the state is on this thing so it's there's you know it's pretty easy to figure out who's number one if you ask an agent for a ranking report they should be able to provide that for you and so the one team has hit 400 closings 400 i saw that earlier on the year we've got over over 500 closing pending uh the next team is at 301 so uh doing doing some big things over here at the one team if you'd like to Get into real estate and you know join the number one team in Connecticut. Go over to realestateagentscholarship.com. We'll pay for you to get your license. And if you'd like to talk real estate with us, you can certainly just send us over an email. Send an email to Chaz. He'll get you head in the right direction. Chaz, C-H-A-Z at oneandcompany.com. O-N-E-A-N-D company, all spelled out, dot com. Chaz at oneandcompany.com. All right, we come back. We're going to talk some uh, some Ned Lamont news that Pat brought to our attention. You don't want to miss this when we come back. Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. It's a little known fact. Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now, stimulating talk. Ben, it's a great show. So so uh, exciting to have PK back with us for four segments. I'm Byron Lazine. For segment, we've got Jazz Cook with the one team at William Ravis Real Estate. And, of course, PK is Pat Kenny from Barnum Plans. Pat, you sent us over an article. Ned Lamont's on the move again, trying to make an investment in our state. What does this look like? Ned in the headlines. Trying to this give the uh, second time in what three weeks we covered a, a Ned Lamont uh, yeah. Connecticut based program. Yeah, yeah. and I, I totally missed the show where you guys covered that mortgage one. I may want to touch on that once once you talk about this program. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm just here to make Ned lines. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, Ned the headlines. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it looks so. I, I looked at it. To be honest with you, it came out a couple of days ago. Uh, I have a cursory overview at it. 150 million dollar small business loan program in the state of Connecticut. Um, five thousand to five hundred thousand, you know, with with you know, obviously eligibility and those kind of things. Uh, fairly solid four and a half percent fixed interest, right? Not super super crazy. Uh, it's short though. It's a it's a sixty or a seventy two month uh, loan, right? So we're not talking like ten, twelve, fifteen year loans. Um, 
Which, right, it's it's sixty months up to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and seventy two months for anything over one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, so so you know, definitely uh, working capital, right? It's not designed to be like your long term finance plan here. You know, I think the goal is to, to help you kind of scale up, right? So you know, you you've established a business, you think you're you're, you're ready for the next step, and maybe securing funding or or the revenue just isn't there, right? I mean, you know, we certainly know. I think uh, everybody here involved early years, you're talking some pretty thin margins usually, right? So, you know, the ability to, to, to capitalize um, isn't for everybody, right? You can't, you don't necessarily all have that, you know, that rich friend or uncle who can write us a check, right? So, so where do you go? And a lot of traditional lending uh, is not really designed for small businesses, right? You know, you're 18 months in and, you know, your, your P&L statements are, are steady or, or strong, but they don't necessarily meet, you know, a local bank or even like a national bank, Bank of America types, their criteria. So where do you go? Right. What do you do? You get either outrageous loans at 12, 15, 20 percent of, of interest or you don't. Right. And then you kind of just stagnate. So I think this could be an interesting program. This this seems to be a little better thought out than our our, you know, down payment assistance program we talked about a couple weeks ago. Right. Um but you know, I don't. I'd be curious to see. I think it's still too new. I don't really see a lot of um, uh, of data yet, right? In terms of like how much how much utilization there is, but it could be interesting. It sounds like an SBA SBA loan to me, low interest, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, much shorter term, right? Like I mean, it's, you know, fairly tight terms. You know, five year and six year. Right. right? And they, and, they keep it pretty tight. You have to have uh, less than a hundred employees, do less than eight million in annual sales, and have been in business for at least one year, right? So there are some like requirements to it, um, but they do have a, a startup option here that you'd have to reach out to find out more about. But to your point, yeah, it's really good for someone who is maybe looking for that second location or to take that business to the next level and just needs a quick infusion of cash. Yeah, I mean, I think- the SBA loans were, were the ones that just came out recently. The big ones, the big program they did was 30 years, I believe. So so the yeah. years is the biggest difference. Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously the fact that it's, you know, you're sourcing it, uh, you know, local, not fed, right? Slightly different. But, you know, I mean, other than that, I think the criteria um, fairly similar, right? I think there's, um, you know, in terms of what qualifies as, quote, a business um, is pretty good, but it's, it seems very straightforward, right? I mean, it's they, they've kind of taken the barrier of entry down. You know, you go to the website, you fill out some forms, and, and that's really it. Um, yeah, it's not like you're going all kinds of craziness where you're showing. I mean, I'm sure there's documentation that's you know, required, those kind of things. But, you know, the idea of walking into a local bank and, and securing a small business loan as a newer small business just seems really daunting, right? And the idea of being able to just go on the website, upload a couple documents, fill out some information, and call it a day mm-hmm. could, be, uh, could be interesting. We'll see, how, we'll see how it goes. Again, I'd be curious to see. You know, it's a newer program. I'd like to see some stats here uh, in a couple of months to see how many people are actually leveraging it and how much money is getting put out. It'd also be interesting to see how long it lasts, right? We have $150 million and, you know, again, circling back to that um, down payment assistance program, you know, like Brian Fay made the point, you're going to have a backlog of people and all of a sudden they're going to be anticipating having that money come in and then it, the time's going to come and they're going to be like, yeah, no, sorry, we ran out. Yeah. So how are they like managing that, keeping the um, the applications in order and then remembering like, hey, we need to cut it off here and take a little break and see, OK, what's left after we go through all of these instead of just taking these rolling applications over and over and over. And then all of a sudden it's sorry, piggy bank's empty. Yeah, I don't think I don't see a lot of like, you know, half a million dollar loans being written. But even at that case, yeah, if that was if that was every loan, you only have 300 loans in that pool. Right. So. 
you know, I think you're, you're, I would assume you're going to look at a lot smaller loans and I can't imagine the average, you know, 30 employee, four year business is borrowing a half a million dollars on a consistent basis. In right. Connecticut, I just I would assume it's more like uh, you know operating costs and those kind of things. But again, I think I think we'll see. I mean, I think this again has a lot more teeth uh, and certainly some more appeal than uh, what we discussed a couple of weeks ago, where it just yeah it didn't seem particularly well thought out. You know, with the that down payment assistance. That one, I mean, I didn't even hear about that one, the down payment assistance. And then when you hear the towns that it's eligible for. And the, oh, and where it's more, where it's more eligible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hello, what, well, what's we, going what, on? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Is like, you know, where where you can maximize the program, you'll never be able to buy anything with the money. Like, it just doesn't. It, it just seems kind of, you know, not again, not thought through in any way, shape, or form. But we'll see. I mean, listen, uh, the idea of being able to help, especially a business economy. We, you know, Byron, you and I talked about this for God knows how many years. Uh, how to help local businesses or help businesses in general in the state of Connecticut. Uh, just to continue to stay and continue to thrive, uh, you know. Listen, if you got low interest rates and and um, you know favorable terms, maybe that keeps somebody or helps somebody start here, right? Instead of going over the border into Rhode Island. Yeah, absolutely. Anything we can do to get more. We've been saying this for years, Pat. Let's get more businesses in Connecticut. That's going to bring in more homeowners. That's going to bring in more spending to the other merchants. It, it's just a win-win. So. Long overdue to do something to try to, you know, grow business in Connecticut. I, I will say, and I know Ned's, you know, out that way. He's in Greenwich. I will say they've done a lot in Stamford lately to, to attract businesses. There, there's yeah. some there's some companies that have HQ'd there as of late. So they've got a little semi tech thing going over there, which has been pretty interesting so yeah the gold coast has been in the the news a lot whether it's you know best places to live in connecticut whether it's attracting more businesses um so it's definitely gaining some momentum down in that section of the state pat what do you got going on this week any any final thoughts from you where can people get to you what do you got going on yeah i mean listen i've spent a tremendous amount of time uh, over the last probably two or three months basically saying the same thing right just helping people uh, digest a lot of those headlines. So if you're feeling any kind of, uh, any kind of angst or anxiety, uh, barnumplans.com plans with an S. You can just schedule a time there. We're happy to, to talk you off the ledge a little and just kind of give you, you know, a lot of second opinions, right? I have people that, you know, whether they're doing 401ks through their employer or, you know, they, they dabble a little themselves or starting to get a little unsure of themselves and just kind of want that, you know, Hey, what am I doing? Am I, am I still on track? Happy to give a second opinion. And Pat will not be giving any second opin- opinions on uh, cryptocurrency. He's just keeping it with the real assets, the real deal stuff. The real deal. I, I, will, I, will, I will echo my previous and my continuous standing on cryptocurrency, which is you can download an app on your phone and you can buy crypto the way Byron and I do. Or you can get in the car, you can drive the Mohegan Sun, and you can put it all on a red. It's basically yeah. the same thing. That is Absolutely true. All right, Pat Kenny, BarnumPlans.com. Schedule some time with him if you want to fix up your future and get a real plan in place. BarnumPlans.com. Chaz, what do you got? Oh, I'm actually uh, headed out of town right after this show. I am finally taking off on that trip to that Bamf. place to Banff. Banff. Uh, going out to Banff for four days and then finishing it off in Vegas. So I will not be here next week with you guys. I know you're going right. to miss me. Let's just go ahead and get the tears out of the way now. But I might take Pat up on his uh, advice and just walk into a casino and 
put 200 bucks down on red. Chaz is going to BAMP. Okay. So you may not hear from Chaz. So email me, Byron at oneandcompany.com. B Y R O N at oneandcompany.com. BAMP. I don't think you get cell phone service in BAMP. Eh, there's probably a hotspot somewhere. You're in the middle of absolutely nowhere. Look up BAMP Canada. BAMP Alberta, Canada. Alberta, Canada. Yeah. So Chaz says to me, I cannot believe that these tickets to BAMP, he says to me and Ryan, or me and Bobby, somebody, I forget who it was in the office that day. He says, I cannot believe these tickets were only $200. It, it just blew me away. I, I had to book them. I said, uh, I can believe it. You're going to BAMP <laughs> Canada. No, nobody's heard of it, Ch- Chaz. Chaz, I really I was, hope, I, I, I don't want Bobby you to put be. a picture on the podcast. It's, yeah, very big, I, it's very big with photographers. It's like a very famous, like, Instagram-y photographer spot. Bobby, our producer's just jumped in. He's heard of it, of course. So, <laughs> All right, there you go. Chaz is heading to BAMP. He won't be with us next week. Uh, again, if you got any real estate needs, check us out oneandcompany.com. We'll get we'll get you hooked up. Get have a conversation whether you're listing, selling, buying, investing. We'll have that conversation with you. Get you pointed in the right direction. If you'd like to get your real estate license, we'll pay for it. Realestateagentscholarship.com. Realestateagentscholarship.com. Appreciate everybody. Appreciate Mike over at ninety four nine. Shout out to Chris who's back at ninety four nine. Love you, Chris. Martin McKinney, all the boys and girls, service station equipment. It's up for Pat and Chaz. I'm Byron. We'll see you next week. Bobby, thank you to you, too. You do a great job. I see you, you, you almost got teary-eyed. I didn't mention you again. <laughs> a little bit. Real, a little bit. <laughs> Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now. Stimulating talk. Have a great weekend. Dead in Kentucky increases while the